Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I'm Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Linda Wells about dating after brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Midwest Functional Neurology Center, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They have greatly helped me and many others. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, I'm Amy Zellmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and I also volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today, my guest is Linda Wells, and Linda is a speech-language pathologist, and she graduated from Michigan State University for both her, ma- her, ba- her bachelor's and her master's degrees. Linda has worked in neurorehabilitation for 18 years. And neurological injuries are as diverse as the people themselves, which Linda finds fascinating and a good challenge to determine the best treatment for each person. Linda is also an adjunct faculty and clinical faculty for the School of Communication Arts and Sciences at Michigan State University. Linda also is one of the facilitators for the Lansing Area Aphasia Support Group, which meets once a month. Linda finds the most gratifying aspect of her job is helping her clients improve their communication abilities and complete tasks to achieve their goals. Linda said she loves it when she can help them succeed and smile. Origami Brain Injury Rehabilitation Center is a nonprofit organization located in Lansing, Michigan. Origami provides comprehensive rehabilitation care for survivors of brain injuries and their families. Through their compassionate and innovative service, Origami creates opportunities and transforms lives. Welcome to the podcast, Linda. So happy to have you here today, and what a great topic. Yeah, um, you know, it's a really tough topic. Um, I hope I can offer some insight and some good ideas and thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Linda, why don't we just start, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background of how you came to work in the brain injury community? Sure. Um, So I was a non-traditional student when I went back to school to become a speech-language pathologist. I was 35, and I'd come home, and my kids and I would do our homework together, and I became so fascinated with the brain and how the brain worked and how it can reorganize and how they used to think that by eight, eight years of age, that was it, and how that's so not true. 
And so I worked on both stroke teams, brain injury teams, um, and I just I just love it. It's fascinating to me. It is, and it's kind of fascinating to think they used to think that eight was it. <laughs> I never knew yeah. that. Wow, that's kind of terrifying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, Linda, you know, our topic today is dating after brain injury, and it is something that definitely comes up over and over again in my group. And, you know, whether it was they were already dating someone when the accident happened or they're trying to find someone after the accident, you know, there's a whole plethora of scenarios. Um, You know, it's so challenging because I know for me, I, I, I was totally single when it happened, and I'm still happily single. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but I can't even imagine if I had been in, like, a newer relationship or anything early on, you know, I, I went through so much of my own inner crap, right, with having yeah. to deal with all I dealt with for two and a half years. I mean... I don't even know if right now, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I prefer being single, so I guess maybe that's kind of a, a <laughs> non-issue for me. Um, but, you know, I don't even know if I'd be ready right now, right? Like, so, you know, I, I guess I'm not sure where you want to start. Um, so maybe well, you can guide us to your starting point and we can kind yeah. of jump in. So, you know, when you think about dating right now in today's in. Um, electronic and technical age, it's really tough even without a head injury. There's so many complex rules. There's so many, like, who pays, (laughs) who drives, where you're going to meet, where you're going to even meet somebody. And so you have all of these online dating services, and then it's like, okay, but is it safe? And do I really know that this person who is who they say they are? And so you always, whether you have a head injury or not, you need to meet in public places. You need to meet maybe with a group of people. Um, Let other people who you love know where you're going and who you're going out with. And if you feel uncomfortable at all, end the date early and go home. But when you've got a head injury, you're like, oh, my gosh, how how do I do this? And what if I can't remember the right things? And I'd love to share with you a quick little story about an actual client that I had where I helped him figure out dating. Um. So he, after his head injury, he had a severe head injury. He went on with real life. He actually got married, and he had three children. And then he started having um, grand mal seizures. And this was about 14 years post his injury. And then his wife says, you're not the same person anymore, and I don't want to be married to you anymore. And she initiated it and got it, and they got divorced. And that bothered him because he always felt that, marriage was forever and that he was very religious and very spiritual and he felt that God didn't want anybody to be by themselves, that man was supposed to have a partner. So he told me this and he said that he wanted to try dating. So we actually went on to the Christian Mingle dating website and he had has significant memory problems. And so we actually used his smartphone to help him keep track and he would send maybe three smiles one week to three different people, just showing that he was initially interested. And then we would record in his phone who he had sent these to. And then if he received a reply back, then we would actually work out what he wanted to say. 
so he felt that he felt smart at the time in conversing with them and then also helping him remember who had recontacted him and what they had said. And then a couple of them, they actually texted, which is fabulous when you have a memory problem because it's all written down right there on your phone. And you can remember what you said and maybe where you guys were going to meet and what you were going to do. And then he and I actually went on a pretend date. And we went to the mall and met at Panera's. And then he says, because I don't know what to do. I mean, what if we meet and then I don't have anything to say? So we pretended that I was his date. And as we started walking around the mall, he started power walking. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. You can't talk and power walk. And so we worked on strategies of slowly walking, looking at things that were at the mall to help start conversations and get to know each other. And it was wonderful, and he learned a lot from that. So then he actually met this one gal. He sent this one gal a smile, and she responded back. And they met at a Christian um, um, college for a comedy night. And then they went on a picnic. And he didn't drive, which is another aspect of perhaps a head injury. Maybe you're not driving. And so how do you explain that to somebody new? And he was able to, he opened up a little bit, little bits at a time about what happened to him. And what I thought was amazing that speaks volumes about her and the way that he built up this rapport and trust with her through these casual dating events that when she came in here, because he wanted her to meet me, when she came in here, the first thing she asked me was, I understand that he could have a seizure. What do I need to do if he has one? Instead of, oh, my gosh, I'm running for the hills because he might have a seizure, you know? And so it's really important to think about where you're going to meet somebody or how, how you're going to remember it if you have a memory problem because of your head injury, Um, What if you live at a residential group home, and how are you going to explain that? How are you going to keep track of things? And then how much information do you share and how much at once? All really, really fabulous points. And I want to go back um, to pretend date. What a fabulous (laughs) idea. And, you know, Anybody listening, they could do that with friends. Uh, I mean, they could yeah. even use a sibling. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It's it's such a fabulous idea to go on a pretend date, and that person can give you points. Like you just said, you know, no, no, stop speed walking. You don't speed walk on a date, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Those you know, little and, things and, that we don't think of. And you have to be, as the person with the head injury who's going to do this, you have to be ready and open to accept that feedback. You have mm-hmm. to be ready and willing to say, if somebody says, whoa, you're sharing too much or you're getting too touchy-feely or you're getting too close, you need to be able to accept and change with that feedback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you kind of started talking about it, but I'd like to talk a little more about it. Um, you know, when is the appropriate time? to bring up the fact that you have a brain injury. And I know it's a really complicated question and answer because, you know, every scenario is so different. Um, You know, I met one gentleman, um, he's in an electric wheelchair. He's basically um, a quadriplegic and has Uh um, 
you know, a fully automatic wheelchair. And, you know, so he tells people right away, right. I mean, you can see it in his pictures and, and uh-huh. he's like, it's so frustrating because they run right away. They don't want to date someone with a wheelchair. And, you know, in, in that particular instance, it's good to get it out right away, opposed to showing up at a date. And then they're like, Oh my God, you're in a wheelchair, you know? Um, right. But but there's so many scenarios here, right? <laughs> and I don't well, think there's and, a right and with or head wrong injury, answer. You know, it's it's what is called the silent epidemic for a reason. Because when you yeah. look at somebody who's had a head injury, you may not be able to tell. So if there are physical problems, that's a little bit more obvious. But even then, you could just say, "I was in a car accident many years ago," mm-hmm. and and you may not want to tell them head injury yet. You may want to protect yourself a little bit because people have misconceived notions. And so if you just get to know the person first as a friend and feel that you can trust them with personal information about you, then I would start sharing it. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. tell it on the first date because then again, it's, you may scare somebody off who could really be a good friend. Mm-hmm. But on the on the flip side of that, you know, someone who has, you know, really bad aphasia or memory problems or, um, you know, some people talk with more of a slur. They sound like they're drunk uh-huh. or they kind of stagger when they walk, you know, um, you know, like, do you want to tell them a little bit sooner? Because otherwise they might be like, what's wrong with this person? Are they drunk? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, well, we get again, that on a regular basis. Yeah. Yes. If it's an obvious thing, then say, you know, you don't have to tell every detail of what happened. You can say, I was in a car accident and I have trouble with my speech or I have to use my smartphone to help me remember things, you know. Mm Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, the whole, you just said, you know, you don't have to tell them every single detail. And I know oversharing is a pretty common TBI uh, problem, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's really important too is, and maybe that's where a pretend date comes into play, you know, like role playing, yeah. um, you know, so tell me what happened to you. And then, and then, you know, let them practice telling what happened to them without, turning it into a 10 minute story of what happened to them. Right. Like, right. You know, practice that succinctness. And, and don't apologize because a disability doesn't, disability doesn't mean that you're less of a caring, loving, attractive or talented person, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes I think we are so hard on ourselves that we're like, Oh my gosh, nobody's ever going to like me because I have this limp. Well, that's not your personality. Right. You know, absolutely. And, you know, you you kind of alluded to it earlier, too, like, you know, the touchy-feely. Some people are touchy-feely after brain injury. Some people, you know, they can't read a situation. Um, I know for me, for a very long time, I could not, I took everything extremely literally. Um, if someone was telling a joke or being sarcastic, I didn't always pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Um and so I can see where that can be like a challenge too. If you're on this first date and someone's like telling a joke and you're kind of like, why are they being mean? <laughs> and they're not right. right. They're telling a joke. Um, right. So, you know, there's, there's all sorts of variables um, with a brain injury. And, you know, I know for me, I've always just 
been very, very upfront with people. Um, like I said, I, I haven't really been on the dating scene, um, but just with people I meet, um, you know, maybe I'm doing some work with them or I've just met them um, through an event or some, you know, something non-brain injury related. I'm very upfront. And, you know, I'm sorry, I, I don't understand what you're saying. You know, I, I have a brain injury and sometimes it takes me longer to process things. Um, and I have found that people are very rece- receptive to that, right? Um, sometimes yeah. I get weird looks or, you know, well, you look fine. You must be recovered. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I still get that stuff. But um, yeah. people in general are very receptive. That's wonderful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big thing, too, that, that I want to kind of advise people if you want to get out there and date, I, I was astounded and really saddened by some of the research that I started doing and looking online. I, act, I hit on like three different blogs where people had asked a question about dating or asked a question about their spouse's or girlfriend or boyfriend's changes since their head injury. And it was so sad, the number of people who were um, just, you know, I had to bail, I couldn't do it, it was too hard, this isn't the same person. Um, and it was, it was awful. And so mm-hmm. don't, don't go out there and read all these blogs because mm-hmm. I think I'd hide in my closet, you know. It, it's just so sad. And the other thing is I think that people who are surviving something, you work so hard in rehab to get better. And then you start comparing yourself against other people. Wow, yours was only a year ago. Mine was three years ago. And wow, you can do that a lot better than me. And you can't do that because everybody is different. You got to love yourself for who you are right now. And remember that after a head injury, you're a new you, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. And you have to like who you are before you can start dating someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I always say you have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, how can someone else love you? Um, Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful statement. And, um, you know, I know there, there are some out there who are dealing, you know, with anger issues. They're really mad that this happened to them and, you know, how, I'm trying to delicately ask this. Um, how do you, you know, th- those people that are still in that angry, you know, like maybe it's not the right time to start dating. That's maybe right. you should wait a little while. <laughs> that's right. And that's where I talk about being able to accept that feedback from family and good friends and professionals. If you're seeing a counselor, a psychologist, if you're still getting therapy from anybody, if you're getting rehab aid support or something that. You you listen to them when you say, you know what, I'm going to go on this weight dating website, and they're like, you know, um, I don't think so yet, and this is why. Um, but you've got to listen to that because if you are still really angry, this is not yeah. the right time to be out there and meeting other people. And when you do yeah. want to go out there, if you are seeing somebody still in a therapy mode, talk to them about it, and they might be able to help and give you some strategies. And, you know, so that brings up a, a great question of, so if you're a loved one, if you're a family member or, or a caregiver or, or just a friend to someone with a brain injury and they want to start dating and you don't quite think they're ready, um, mm-hmm. how do you, do you approach that with them? Because, you know, some people can get very defensive and, 
Um, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and think that you're trying to sabotage them and really you're just trying to help them. Um, so yeah. how as a loved one, how how do you recommend approaching it? Um, and I what do say, you do well, if they lash out at you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first I would suggest. Loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Let's, um, let's just get together as friends with a bunch of people. Let's just get a group of people to go roller skating or let's just get a group of people mm-hmm. to go to the beach and play volleyball, you know, and don't try to try to kind of um, mold that person into more group activities versus one on one. And I want to hook up with someone, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just say, you know what, um, this dating world is really crazy. Um, let's just have some fun and enjoy people's company and let's not get serious for a while, you know. So then mm-hmm. if they turn that around at you, which they can, and say, oh, why, I'm not good enough to meet up with somebody, yeah. you know, and then it's just, it's the really hard, the tough love talk. It's, you know what, I'm really concerned because you still get really angry. And what happens if you get angry on a date with someone, you know? So maybe let's just get to know people better first, and then I'll help you. If I see somebody I think is really cool and they're a good match, maybe we'll just do a double date with someone. And so still, again, you're not pushing them to do a one-on-one with someone, but maybe you're helping them where they, you can help control the environment of the situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I like, do. I really like the idea of group or double dating. Um, you know, it takes a lot of stress off the individual, like, you know, what do I do? What if, what if I'm getting this vibe from the person and I don't know what it means. Right. And, and that, that safe person that's with you can maybe help guide you like, no, it's okay. You know, like they, it, it, you know, it was sarcasm, you know, like going back to my example, they can help you figure that stuff out and they can maybe even help talk to the date and help them understand your aphasia or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever your symptoms are, they can maybe help even help you explain that to the person you're with. So I really like the idea right. of group or double dates. Um, and I love that whole pretend date. That's fabulous. I would have <laughs> never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> the other thing that I want to say is um, often people, and I think I remember you, when I met you, you were talking about neuro fatigue and how tired you would yes. get. Yes. And so if you're planning on like maybe there's going to be a group activity, a bonfire and marshmallows and stuff like that, and you know it's going to be in the evening, then you'd want to plan your day appropriately so that you wouldn't hit that neuro fatigue wall. Because we all know mm-hmm. that when you hit neuro fatigue, um, the problems that you're having become more amplified. You know, yeah. your temper may be shorter. Um, you may not understand things as well. You may not process things as well. You may not be able to come up with the right words when you want to when you're tired, when that neural fatigue hits. And so the whole big part about dating after a head injury also is managing that neural fatigue and being able to plan out your day accordingly so that you're at your best during that date. Yeah. And that's something and a that's- lot of people don't think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, that's a really great point. I'm glad you brought it up. And, and explaining to the person too, like, hey, you know what, Um, I might get really fatigued, you know, just telling them being upfront with that. And it's not you. Um, Because I can see how that could be taken as 
you know, as, as the non brain injured person on the date, I can see how they may be like, Oh, well, they don't like me. They're blowing me off. I need to go home and go to bed. Right. right? Or what? Are you bored with me? Right. <laughs> yes, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So being and up front that, you know, that. I, I sometimes when I get really tired, um, I might, I might kind of look dazed or I might take a little bit longer to process. So, you yeah. know, just bear with me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I said, there's so many variables in dating with brain injury and, um, you know, and some people are just so eager to get out there and date and it's like, hmm, you might just, you know, you might not be ready just yet, you know, and, and it's so hard to, to help them see that sometimes and, and then yeah. some will go on that date and then they're crushed because, you know, the person just you know, for whatever reason, yeah. didn't jive with them. And, you know, well, they think so it went really well. And then the person didn't contact them <laughs> yes. back, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and that I also happens think... in the, in the real dating world without a yes. head injury. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I also think, you know, there's also, if you go into things, just maybe looking for friends, I, you know, I, I'm not that familiar with the apps that are even out there. You know, like I know OkCupid and um, mm-hmm. I can't even think of Match. Match is a big one. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm sure there's sites out there as well that are just like to find friends. Right. And I do want to bring up one point. Um, it just it just came back into my head um, about safety and yeah. online safety. And unfortunately, there are yucky troll people out there. (laughs) There certainly Um, are. And they're trolling and trying just to get information from you. Um, Uh How, you know, how can you help someone combat this? Like, is this like... Maybe they have that that buddy system, right? You have a a person that you trust that can help you look at... um, Because I had this happen to a friend of mine. He really thought that this woman... Um, wanted to meet that she lived in a different state. She wanted him to come visit and he was all set to go visit. And I was like, Whoa, 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 let's slow down. Her Facebook page literally has one picture on it and like no information. I'm not trusting this. And then he'd never talked to her on the phone. It had only been through message. I'm like, you need to talk to her on the phone. And she refused. So he mm. was like, okay, you're right. Because he, he didn't believe me at first. <laughs> then he was like, oh, wow. okay, you're right. You're right. Um, she was not legit. Um, he's yeah. like, thank you. I had no idea. Yeah. And he's like, what, and what on earth so was she trying to get from me? And I'm like, well, mm. you know, who knows? She might have been trying to get money. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. But maybe having like a buddy system, you know, like like what yeah. I did with my friend. Um yeah, you know, there's so many safety issues. You know, how how there do you are. handle that? And if you don't drive, don't have them pick you up. Even if you have to no. get a cab, don't <laughs> Call ride, get in the car with somebody you don't know. Yeah, Uber, yeah. Um, bus system, something. So that, yeah. again, you have that control and power that you can leave that date. Yes. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, and and I think you know we're we're already a little bit challenged, and 
You know, somebody is messaging you, whether it's Facebook or through one of the dating apps, and, and you think that they're just being friendly and kind. And, you know, like, like I said with my other friend, I was like, mm, something's not mm-hmm. right here. Um, I, you know, I think, I really do think asking to talk on the phone before a date is not a bad idea. You know, especially if you're because just you not sure. Yeah, you can't tell with yeah. a text message either. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful that you are such a good friend, and he accepted that feedback. Yeah, he didn't at first until the until <laughs> she would not talk on the phone, and then he was like, "Oh, yep, something's not right." Because who wouldn't, you know, if 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 this person's coming to visit you, supposedly, you know, wouldn't you want to talk on the phone first? <laughs> like it was just Absolutely. super weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And she was telling him she was in a wheelchair and all this. And I was, oh it's gosh. just nothing, you know, there was just a lot of red flags to me, but he didn't see them. Um, yeah. And so I was glad that he shared that with me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Linda, we're down to our last few minutes. Is there anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to make sure we covered with dating? Um. <clears throat> Memory. Um, you know, there are some actual, I noticed some online dating websites for people with disabilities, which oh. I was actually very interested in because I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of neat that if anybody would understand what someone's going through, it would be someone who maybe has gone through some of it. Mm-hmm. And they say that they're really well vetted, but of course I couldn't check it out I don't know I mean I didn't sign up I'm a happily married lady here (laughs) 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 Um, but there are some there are some decent websites and just even if you go on one you've got to watch how much information you share and even if you go on Facebook again watch how much information you share don't give out your address don't give out any personal bank information or anything like that yes And talk to your friends, communicate, let people know what you're doing. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Tell someone what time you're going on the date, where it's supposed to be at, you know, like give them all the information so they know um, if they need to try to find you. Right. And even say, you know what, after I get home, I'll give you a call. Yes. And so then if you don't get that phone call, you know, your red flags can go up and you can start looking to see what's going on. Then you have to decipher if I just forgot to call you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is okay. You can call their phone and go, oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or they can yeah. say, um, yeah. <laughs> well, Linda, this has been fabulous. Such a great topic. It's such an important topic. Um, so thank you so much for being willing to talk about this today and just sharing all this with our listeners. You are so welcome. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, especially if you are considering getting into the dating scene. Um, Again, you can find all of our previous podcasts at facesoftbi.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zalmer. And another big thank you to our sponsor, Midwest Functional Neurology Center, the concussion doctors you can trust in the Midwest. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you again next time.